All Marketers Are Liars by Seth Godin. Summary from 4-Minute Books. Written by Nicholas Gouquet. Read by Jonathan McGinley. One-sentence summary. All Marketers Are Liars is based upon the idea that we believe whatever we want to believe. And that is exactly this trait of ours, which marketers use and sometimes abuse to sell their products by infusing them with good stories, whether they're true or not. Favorite quote from the author. We drink the can, not the beverage. All Marketers Are Liars will round out the five-pack of Seth Godin books I managed to find on Blinkist. After completely inhaling the dip last week and starting to change my entire life after it, All Marketers Are Liars was one of the next must-reads for me. Speaking with the same breath that brought Gary Vaynerchuk's Jab, 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 Right Hook to Life, this book is all about storytelling. More so, it distinguishes between good stories which are just that, good stories, and those that are authentic. Seth is obviously a fan of the latter, and here are three reasons why you should too. One, marketing is about telling stories that people want to believe in. Two, it's important that we want to believe in a story because of the way our brains work. And three, while fibs can make a story better, you should never cross that line to fraud. Want to tell an authentic story in a fuzzy world? Here we go. Lesson 1. Successful marketers tell stories people want to believe in. George Riedel has been telling a powerful story about wine glasses for ages. His company has been in business of glass blowing for over four centuries, leading the family business in the 10th generation. Riedel introduces a special series of wine glasses where different glasses are meant to bring out the best qualities of different sorts of wine. He says that every wine tells his own unique story and the glass is the interpreter, which translates the message for the person who drinks from it. Scientific tests have later proven that there's no difference between his glasses and others. But still wine experts and connoisseurs from all over the world swear that the wine tastes better from a Riedel glass. That's the power of storytelling. It goes to the point where it changes the customer's experience, just because of what people believe. We live in a world where people buy what they want, not what they necessarily need. Most of us have bought a designer piece of clothing, sportswear, device, or even food from a certain brand not because of the quality, which is something we keep telling ourselves, but because of the way it reflects our beliefs and view of the world. Lesson 2. You have to want to believe in a story, because that's how your brain works. The reason you think a pair of Nikes are high quality and justify a steep $100 price tag, in addition to making you look cool, when they really just cost $5 to manufacture, hint, Macklemore's Wings tells a great story about those, is the way your brain reacts to new information. Like a frog can spot a moving fly by ignoring all the static parts of his environment. Our brains never compare new things to old things by considering all features. You don't check whether your new iPhone can do the same thing the old one could do. That's a given. You only look for features that are new, like the better camera, lighter weight, or new exterior design. For each new feature you discover, your brain instantly starts to make up information that justifies it and leaps onto every bit of reasonable evidence it can find. That's because our brains don't like chaos and randomness. They thrive on logic. 
Have you ever thought that your iPad is really smart because it seems to play the same few songs you like over and over again, even when it's set to shuffle? Well, it's not. But a random order of songs does never guarantee an entire distribution of songs. Stories help us make sense of the world, so whatever we want to believe in, we end up doing so, because our brains start to support our beliefs and not the other way around. Lesson 3. Fibs can improve the customer experience, while fraud always hurts your authenticity. According to Seth, there's a difference between fibs and frauds. A fib is when you tell your spouse you had a late meeting when you really were out shopping for their birthday present. It's an honest lie because you tell it to improve their birthday experience, not with mean intent. Even though we love to believe it, it's become impossible to never buy a product that's overpriced because marketers have long caught on to the value of a good story. But actually, that's okay. Because these little fibs, like Riedel's story about wine glasses, can actually make our experience better. If you believe those Nikes to be the most comfortable shoes you've ever worn, well, guess what? They become just that. Fibs are okay to use on occasion, as long as they generally improve the experience. Frauds, however, a whole other topic. For example, when Volkswagen lied about the amounts of CO2 their cars emitted, key people, including CEO Martin Winterkorn, lost their positions, their stock went down the tubes, and they had to recall half a million cars. Consumers always catch fraud. It's just a matter of time. Instead, target the right people with an honest message from the get-go and build long-lasting relationships instead. The short-term benefits never outweigh the long-term value of a true connection. All Marketers Are Liars Review One of the most fun things to do with any Seth Godin book is to look at the many, many examples he provides and then try to come up with your own or more recent ones. All Marketers Are Liars is from 2005, so it's easy to find new examples, like the VW one, for all other scenarios he describes. What can I say? Another set of valuable lessons learned from the master. Don't think about it. Go check out this book. What else can you learn from the blinks? What creates your worldview and how to find out more about that of your customers? How the Atkins diet ruined one company and helped another thrive. The difference between your first contact with a product and your first impression. What makes a story authentic and why that matters? How Nestle could have turned a million-dollar loss into a million-dollar win by telling a different story. Who would I recommend the All Marketers or Liars summary to? The 32-year-old shoe sales rep who frequently makes up features about shoes to meet the sales quota. The 54-year-old with a company whose product is struggling because it's too feature-focused. And anyone who's a fan of one particular brand's products.